Mac Jones is ripped. Matt Patricia is calling plays. The Celtics are title favorites. And The Ringer has a new Boston show. I'm Brian Barrett, host of Off the Pike, the show covering all things Boston sports. I'll have shows multiple times a week covering your favorite teams and with your favorite Ringer and local guests. Plus, maybe Bill will stop by to rant about the Sox. Follow Off the Pike with me, Brian Barrett, now on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Welcome to the Ringer Gambling Show. Y'all know how it's going down. We got JJ in the building, John Jostromski. We got Austin Gale. We got yours truly, Raheem Palmer. Look, we've already hit on NFL divisions. We hit on the long shots. You know what we got to do. We got to hit the season-long props. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. I love having RP uh, on the mic here, hosting this up. I'm excited for some player props action. We've covered essentially every bet you could possibly make on FanDuel heading into this upcoming season, except for at length, these over-unders that we have in rushing, receiving, and passing. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I got excited. Austin did a fabulous job of compiling all of this information for me because sometimes when you have all this like bet info, right? Like you have your season totals, you go through schedules, you, you start looking back at last year. Like it's a lot to kind of consume. So when I'm like going through the props, like some of them in my head, I'm like, ooh, this sheet is nice here. Like this guy, I'm in on his overs. Don't like this guy, I'm in on his unders. And I, I think the biggest advice that I'd give anyone on these is that you really want to just identify a few. Don't go nuts with these because th- th- there's just too much variance. There's too many things that can happen as far as injuries or as far as, you know, a direct correlation of, uh, uh, let's say, a wide receiver's yardage being maybe compromised by a left tackle being out for the remainder of the year or same sort of deal for a running back. So there's a lot of things to take into account with these props. That said, fellas, there are a couple that I really, really like. Oh, that's great to hear. I mean, look, if I had to give some advice, the one thing I like to say is that, you know, the public loves overs. And, you know, I say this all the time. I like to bet against human achievement because that's where the value is. <laughs> you tend to get a few extra points here and there. So let's start out with you, um, JJ. You said you like one. What are you feeling right now? Um, let's let's jump into it. 
wow. So I'm hitting the ground running. I'm fired up. And I'm going to give you an under right out of the gate. I can't believe that I'm coming in hot with an under right out of the gate. The under would be this. Josh Allen, who I love. Stud. Unbelievable talent. 34 and a half passing touchdowns. Too high. Too high. Especially for a guy that likes to feast and eat running the ball himself into the end zone, for goodness sakes. That was one that immediately jumped out at me. Josh Allen's going to have a monster year, but I think he's going to end up getting maybe six or seven rushing touchdowns. I'll, I'll, I'll go contrarian right out of the gate. Under 34 and a half. You know, Austin, everyone is going to look to bet Mahomes over, Herbert over, Allen over. Like, those are going to be like blind bets that most of the public is looking to make. So, Allen could have a great year. I'm still going under 34 and a half touchdowns for passing. And if heaven forbid he misses a game or two, like it that much more. That And I think that's where a lot of the value is to in unders when you're betting props as well. Like you mentioned the human achievement and people want to root for overs. I really like this player this year. I'm betting his over receiving yards over for touchdowns, all that stuff. I really like Josh Allen. He's going to be my fantasy quarterback. I'm going to bet his over, you know, 34 and a half touchdowns. There's two things there. One, Human achievement, people wanting to see overs. And the other thing is obviously like injuries. Injuries have a huge impact on this. And FanDuel doesn't give you your money back on that over 34 and a half touchdowns if Josh Allen misses a game or two games or three games. And obviously that's a fact. So I think the other piece too is they're losing their offense coordinator, right? And I think maybe they run the football a little bit more. And, and, and this offense changes just enough to where that 34 and a half is, is maybe an overachieving mark. I think last year he finished with 36 touchdowns. Only eight quarterbacks last year finished with more than 30 passing touchdowns. So he's going to have to be in that top percent. I think he will be. I think fading people that, you know, fading quarterbacks specifically and other players that everyone and their mother is on, I think is, you know, always going to be, you know, a, a good spot to be in. Another under I like in the same uh, among quarterbacks is Dak Prescott under. 42, mm. 50 and a half passing yards. Losing. Oh, I like Amari that, Cooper. Austin. I, I like, like that. that a lot, I love buddy. that. Like that. So losing yeah. Amari Cooper, obviously, I think is going to be a significant impact. Losing Cedric Wilson, I think, is another one. This offensive line is not what it was before. Obviously, lost Lael Collins this offseason. And, and he still has, despite all that, like one of the highest passing yards props on FanDuel right now. I think it's top five in terms of the, where they set that line at, at 42, 50 and a half. I think that's just too much. It's, it's insane to see how high that is and only see Matthew Stafford at 4,300 and, and Josh Allen at 4,320. You know, like Dak Prescott, I don't think, is nearing that mark this upcoming season. I think the offense takes too big of a step back for Dak Prescott to clear that number. It's just another high number. Anytime you're getting in the 4,200s, I think fading some of those higher-end numbers, I think Dak Prescott's got to go down. on. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, we've actually seen some numbers. We've actually seen some money on Matthew Stafford. That actually got bet down from 4,500 to 4,300. This is one I want to ask you guys about. I I find it interesting. You got Aaron Rodgers at 3,950 yards. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers has, I mean, he's gone over 4,000 yards pretty much every season for the last, I mean, since 2014, except for 2015 and 2017. I mean, he's, He's had four straight 4,000-yard seasons. So with Devontae Adams leaving, they're going to run the ball a little bit more. Do you think that goes over or under? That is one where I think I lean lean under. And I think it's because I don't think they're going to be a team that is in a lot of negative game scripts. I think their defense is going to be one of the top in the NFL. I don't think they're 
often going to be down a score plus, and, and that'll put them in a position to do what they want to do with this offensive line and the running backs that they have and Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They want to run the football successfully. They don't want to have Alan Lazard go for 1,400 yards next year. You know, you know, at every turn, Aaron Rodgers has talked about Lazard being the new number one in that offense. I don't love Lazard being the leader of an offense that's going for over 4,4200 passing yards. I just don't think he can be that guy for them here. And Romeo Dobbs has gotten a lot of, you know, um, hype this preseason. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's enough either. I think it's still going to be a slow go, slow go for him. He has some drops issues right now. I think catching the football consistently is going to be an issue. And Randall Cobb is probably their other guy there. And he's obviously a bit long in the tooth on the wrong side of 30. So I, I do feel that that's a, that's an under that I really like, especially you're getting Aaron Rodgers probably at the peak, right? Coming off back-to-back MVPs, a lot of people have high expectations. What you're what you're factoring in is the variance of what does it look like without Devontae Adams? There's a small sample size of three to four games where he's still throwing, you know, they're still winning football games and there is some success there. I think that sample size is too small. I think this offense is going to be really limited. I think Aaron Rodgers does go under that number. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Austin, because to me, if you're looking for a guy to get in on from a prop standpoint, it's the other way with the Packers. It's not Rodgers from a passing standpoint and from a touchdown standpoint. I am targeting A.J. Dillon so many different ways this year mm. because I think he's going to have an active role in the offense. I think we saw him emerge second half of the year. I think it's going to be his show a lot more than Aaron Jones. I think he gets the goal line touches. I think he's a guy that goes over. I don't like his yardage a ton, but I think he's a guy that's scoring double-digit touchdowns this year. I think we're going to see, instead of mm. the two-yard slant to Devontae Adams that they ran like 10 zillion times last year, you're going to get the A.J. Dillon rushing touchdowns, and you're going to see that a ton. What I find absolutely I insane, and I'm glad you brought him up, is that A.J. Dillon mm-hmm. and Aaron Jones both have their props set at five and a half touchdowns. I, I just think that's mispriced. I, I think AJ Dillon, like I, yeah, I think AJ Dillon, like is. you said, is going to get more of the goal line carries. He is going to be a weapon for them inside the five yard line, on, you know, without Devontae Adams, especially. And like, there's more juice on Aaron Jones over five and a half at minus one forty two than there is even at AJ Dillon at minus one thirty four. I, I do think that Dillon is a good call out. I don't like his rushing yards number. I think it's like seven fifty and a half. That's because you're just not. You're not 100% certain what his usage will be in between the 20s, but you do know in the red zone, you know, down inside the 10 and the five yard line, he should be getting a vol- you know, volume touches enough to, you know, with this offense, I think score over five and a half. Yeah, I, I really like that one. Um, you know, that's a good segue to move on to rushing props. But before we do that, there's one quarterback prop. I think I gave this out on the divisional props. I really like Trevor Lawrence over 30. 3,800 passing yards. I mean, when you look last year... My fantasy team hopes you're right about that, Raheem. Just throwing that out there. I had a draft uh, two days ago, and uh, we're invested in Trevor Lawrence. So hopefully you're right about that. Please. I mean, last last year he had 3,641 yards, and we all know who was coaching that team. You bring in Doug Peterson. You bring in just, you know, a better better situation. I think he goes over 3,800 yards. But let's get into some rushing props. Is there anything that you like, Austin, that you see that jumps out to you rushing yards wise um, or rushing touchdowns? Yeah, w- one note on the on the Trevor Lawrence thing before we move on quickly is that you're a lot of people are backing what you said. I, his his line I think opened up at thirty eight hundred and a half, and it was minus one twelve either side. Now it's out to minus one forty two for the over thirty eight hundred. So obviously some money getting dumped in on that figure, and it's it's rare to see. You know, the, the line does not move to a 3850 or a 3900 until a lot of money is dumped on. But to see it already at minus 142, I wouldn't be surprised if we get close to the season that goes out to 3850 or something larger. Uh, on the rushing side, 
I love betting unders on rushing. I cleaned up on DeAndre Swift and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire unders last year and like finding running backs that have young running backs that have too high of expectations is where I look. And that's for me this year. One of my favorite props is Najee Harris under 1,100 and a half rushing yards. Now, I, I know, I know he's going to get the volume. Like, I know they're going to, you know, try and run him 300, 320 times, especially in this offense mm-hmm. where, you know, Mitchell mm-hmm. Trubisky and Kenny Pickett are going to be duking it out to start for this football team. But what the other thing I know, and it's the same reason he averaged us in four yards per carry last year and was one of the more inefficient backs in the NFL, is because his offensive line is dog shit. Like, it is huh. one of the worst offense. It's one of the worst <laughs> offensive lines in the NFL. And it might be the worst offensive line in the NFL if the Chicago Bears didn't exist. That concerns me enough to where Najee Harris, as good as he is, as talented as he is at breaking tackles and moving the power forward, and as much volume as he's going to get, he's going to play over 800 snaps next year. He's going to rush the football you know, over 300 times if he stays healthy. I just don't think that's enough to go over. And then you factor in just another season of that workload. And we've seen time and time again, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, these guys, Dalvin Cook, as you ramp up the workload, it gets harder and harder for these guys to stay healthy. Austin Eckler being another guy. He is at, you know, Austin Eckler is interesting. A little bit of a segue. And he's at the forefront in terms of taking care of your body, like prioritizing sleep, like retro Steve Nash days. When Steve Nash was talking about like how sleep is cumulative and you have to, you know, you have to prioritize your body and prioritize rest to like stay healthy. Austin Eckler is so much in that that he's like asking the Chargers to give, you know, other, you know, other backs more opportunities and have an Isaiah Spiller and these guys, you know, help spell him and help keep him healthy. I think Najee Harris, if he goes over 300, 320 carries again, it's going to be tight given this offensive line. But I also think there's a chance that they lower the load or he suffers an injury just because of the volume that he's had and going to have this upcoming season. I agree with the Najee Harris. I actually had that written down in my notes because this is actually one of the biggest movers that we've seen thus far in the prop market. I mean, this thing opened up at 1,200 yards and now it's down to 1,100. And like you said, I wish I got that yeah, number. Wow, 1, yeah, we missed out on that, boys. We missed out on that. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, there's a lot of sharp money on this. I mean, like you said, he's actually been one of the most inefficient running backs and he's only averaged 3.9 yards per, temp- per attempt. He had 300, 307 carries last year. And I think one of the things that you'll see this year is I think they'll try to spell him a little bit more, take him off because they know that they they don't want to run him into the ground. So I agree with this one. I think this is a really good one. Guys, I have one, and it's near and dear to the teams that I cover on the New York, New York pod. And look, I know a lot of people from a fantasy standpoint are getting suckered in. I know our boss, the great Bill from Los Angeles, has a soft spot in his heart for this particular player. The Saquon number is just way too high. It's way the, the guy wow. can't stay. Guys, mm. he can't stay on the field. He, <laughs> he can't stay on the field. Mm. How can I justify an over? I'm seeing Austin. I want to make sure I have this right. Nine hundred yards of rushing. He yeah. doesn't play. <laughs> Come on, dude. He doesn't play. How can I take that? My so I have the only counter I have because like you're not wrong and like using you know injury logic it, if he doesn't play he's not going to clear that number I find with him his not his line at nine and a half and Christian McCaffrey's I think is at eight seventy five and a half the reason those are low is because people think they're going to get hurt and we know that injuries are relatively noisy right there's this whole conversation around mm-hmm. injury prone and all this shit like is there guys that are actually more injury prone than others and a lot more of that is not necessarily their bodies but their workload and cumulative all the stuff that we've just talked about i like betting 
against like the, you talk about like the human ambition. Like people go into these McCaffrey and Saquon lines and say he gets too hurt, he gets hurt too much, he's not clearing it. And I like betting against that variance and that randomness because we know injuries are relatively random. Now, famous last words, because both those players, McCaffrey and Barkley, are so often hurt. And I know. Yeah. And that's, that's what the thing. Whole, it's not random, though. So to talk I mean, about those two guys, are, it's tough. It's tough making a yeah. case, Austin, to back I, I, it over I, there. Puff. I think I think with CMC, I mean, you have a guy who came off 400 touches. And I think, you know, the thing that we've seen historically is that when guys have 400 touch seasons, they're never the same. same. Other than Eric Dickerson, he's the only like exception to that rule. Um, and I mean, we saw it with Derrick Henry last year. Now, when it comes to Saquon Barkley, one thing I will say, this guy is in a contract year. So if he stays on the field, I think this is this is a situation where you got a brand new coaching staff. They could potentially run this guy into the ground, knowing that if he's good, you know, we'll just kind of just get rid of him. If he's bad, we'll just kind of get rid of him. So I think he's going to see a lot of carries this year. So I'm a little scared of this. One. See, here's how I think you play Barkley. He's mm-hmm. going to be far more involved in the passing game, I think, because his running mm-hmm. style, guys, is so boomer bust that, like, it always seems like Saquon is trying to hit the home run. And the last two years, he gets hurt. Last year, he had absolutely no explosiveness, and the offensive line was terrible. I think if Saquon ends up having a big year, the receptions, that mm-hmm. is where he ends up standing out. Where you look and you're like, holy smokes, Saquon Barkley caught 70 balls this year. That, to me, is his pathway for success. I I will say this to add to just betting rushing yard props specifically. I think for rushing touchdowns, you're looking for inside the 10, inside the 5 opportunities. There are websites like Pro Football Reference, Pro Football Focus. All these websites have those opportunities, and you can see which offenses, which players are set up to have a lot of those this upcoming season. There's you know Fantasy Pros, I think, has projections for those things as well. For rushing yards, so much of what you're betting is if, the most injured position in the NFL does not get hurt. You know, because a lot of these guys are, if they play 17 games, they're clearing this number. Like, look at the the Jonathan Taylor line and the Derrick Henry line are so low compared to what we know that they can do. The reason they're baking in is just this injury risk, right? Same with the Dalvin Cook line, even the Nick Chubb line. And that, when you get to other backs like Devin Singletary, A.J. Dillon, you're having conversations of, will they get the volume? Those guys at the top, you're saying, will they get hurt? And I think that's where... It's difficult betting these lines because I don't like betting on randomness. Now, if I think the the injury risk is so baked into the line, like I see with Saquon Barkley, I see with Christian McCaffrey, where I think so many people are betting that under because of the injury risk, that's where maybe I see some value. But at the top of this, it's like it's hard to bet a Derrick Henry. It's hard to bet a Jonathan Taylor on these markets because obviously both those players, if they play 17 games with the volume that they're going to get in those offenses, will clear those marks. It's just will they get hurt? And I think that, that injury risk is not baked in to those lines as much as it is for the McCaffrey and Barkley lines. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with that. And it, it, it's just, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook. I mean, this is a guy who plays behind a, a mediocre to bad offensive line. He's been hurt every year. And he played under a Mike Zimmer system where they're running the ball constantly. They could run a lot less this year. So, I mean, his win, his um rushing prop is at 1,150 yards. I think it's lined properly. I mean, but I would lean towards the under. So, I agree with you on on the Russian props. Let's move Raheem, on to the Sorry props. to cut you off, though, before we do the receiver props. I should have mentioned this, and the Vikings just bring it yeah. up. Guys, I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a monster year throwing the football. Oh, yeah. I, I can definitely. I mean, look. We didn't bring that up with the quarterbacks. Zimmer, and I know it's super yeah. high. It's 4,200. 
4,200 and a half is the yardage for Cousins. I think Cousins is throwing the ball a shit ton this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I mean, he had 42 the last, he had 42, I'd say four out of the, no, excuse me, three out of the last four years. And if he's going to throw the ball more, I mean, that's a dead over. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Kickoff week one with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code GAMBLERS to get in on all the action. Then you can turn game day into payday all season long. You can bet win totals. You can bet division winners, Super Bowl winners, player props, week one spreads and totals. Play your way and bet on more than just the final score. Wager on everything from touchdowns to total yards to catches. You can even combine bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code GAMBLERS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states, first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 if you're in Arizona. If you're in Connecticut, call 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. If you're in Indiana, call 1-800-9-W-I-T-H-I-T. If you're in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. If you're in New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. If you're in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. If you're in Wyoming, call 1-800-522-4700. Or if you're in West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. All right. Well, yeah, look, let's move on to receiving props. I think one of the receiving props that I actually found really interesting was when you look at C.D. Lamb. Obviously, the Dallas Cowboys, I think I gave this out. I gave this out on our division prop um, preview. When you look at C.D. Lamb, I think his his over total is like 1,100. It's, it's up to 1,200 now. It's actually been bet up. When you look at the, the Dallas Cowboys, they lose Amari Cooper. Um, Michael Gallup is coming back from an ACL injury. I think he can go over this. I think they're going to be passing the ball to him. Now, we have seen his efficiency a little bit decline when, you know, other guys are out of the lineup. But he's he's got to be the guy for this team. So I, I like this at 1,100. It's got better than 1,200. But that's one that I was eyeing. Now, I'm not surprised that a lot of, like, money is on CeeDee Lamb. Right. I think the more people have looked at this roster and also just looked at how their rookie out of South Alabama, Jalen Tolbert, has not looked 
you know, as sensational as some of these other rookie receivers like George Pickens in Pittsburgh, I think it's going to really focus the target share to CeeDee Lamb. So, and, and this defense, though, does have Trayvon Diggs and, and um, you know, people do have like faith in it being like a turnover defense. It's still not one that you know, limits a lot of teams from scoring. And losing Randy Gregory off this offseason, I think it's going to be a factor. Yes, they have Michael Parsons. Yes, they have Trayvon Diggs. There's other talented players on this defense. But I wouldn't be surprised, too, if Dak is throwing the ball a lot, and specifically to CeeDee Lamb. I, I think that the CeeDee Lamb over is, is being properly bet. I'm in on CeeDee Lamb. Guys, one that stood out to me, and I understand that the Miami Dolphins went and brought in one of the most explosive receivers in the NFL. That two with Jill and Waddle connection is real. I don't think that gets broken mm-hmm. after a year. I mean, they they go back to Alabama. Tua, it, it's obvious anytime he's in a bind, that's somebody he's looking for. I saw the touchdowns. That's the one I looked at. You want to tell me you don't want to go near the yardage? Tua doesn't throw the ball enough down the field. Fine. Five and a half for touchdowns. 83 and a half receptions. Waddle's still going to eat as far as I'm concerned. Kasicki can't block. Cedric Wilson still wait and see what kind of chemistry they're going to have. I know I'm getting chemistry, 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 Waddle to Tua. And if you're game planning, got to figure Tyree Kill is going to be the number one guy you game plan. I'm not selling my Jalen Waddle stock, guys. I'm still in on receptions. I'm still in on touchdowns. I, I have talked about on this podcast, and I think on the AFC West episode, Cortland Sutton. And his, you know, I, oh, I mentioned, yeah. 920, I mentioned mm. 925 and a half, and I think it's been bet up to 950 and a half. I still would bet it. I'd still would bet it at 950 and a half. I think he ultimately leads this team in passing yards, especially with Tim Patrick most recently, you know, tearing his ACL. It's going to be between him and Judy to lead this team in passing yards. I wouldn't be surprised if both those guys go over a thousand yards. I wonder what price you could get on that kind of parlay. Other, other receivers I like that I think are not being talked about enough is probably their team's leading receivers where their props are too low. Christian Kirk in Jacksonville. Who they paid all this money, who Zay Jones has outperformed him according to reports in training camp and in the preseason. I don't imagine that running through its, you know, running its course through the season. I think they're going to use him inside and outside and funnel targets his way. His prop is at 800 and a half receiving yards. I, I, I think he goes over that. And then the other player, long forgotten, my guy Bobby Trees in Tennessee. I think he might be their number one receiver this year at 775 and a half receiving yards. I think that prop is another over. Kirk and Woods, I like both their overs are relatively low. Woods, I, think I saw a tweet recently that the Titans put the two best players from practice on offense and the two best players from practice on defense go head-to-head. One of them on offense was Robert Woods. I think Woods is going to be a big name that people have forgotten about because obviously he was injured last year for the Los Angeles Rams. I think he clears that 775 and a half as well. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are some good ones. Um, you know, the one that really kind of stood out to me that I see a lot of people betting, I, I'm like, I'm really intrigued, is Gabriel Davis. I mean, obviously, um, look, he is, look, he doesn't have that much competition for the second receiver over there. Obviously, Diggs is the guy, but, you know, Emmanuel Sanders leaves. I think he his receiving prop is at 850 yards. So I, I think he can go over that. Um, if the thing that kind of scares me about it is that with Brian DeBoer leaving, you could see this offense kind of take a step back and maybe they they stop doing things as efficiently. Maybe they run the ball a little bit more. So I think we've actually seen that come down from 875 to 850. But, I mean, if they're passing the ball, he's going to eat. So Well, here's um, my concern inter- with Gabe Davis, though. McKenzie, mm-hmm. who was brought back and really became mm-hmm. more of a focal point within their offense, trying to figure out, all right, like, where, where's the – 
where's the ball going from a Buffalo standpoint when they try to take away Stephon Diggs? Uh, is we splitting the baby a little bit too much? One guy, guys, Alan Lazard. Um, somebody's got to mm. get the ball in Green Bay, right? Doesn't somebody got now? Maybe maybe that line's a little off. Maybe I'm putting a little bit too much faith and a little bit too much trust in Alan Lazard. I saw 750 and a half yards, Austin. If I'm playing that, I'm playing over, man. I may be buying yeah. in a narrative, but somebody's got to catch the ball for Aaron Rodgers. I, I had that as an over as well. I, I like that 715 and a half. I'm surprised that's not not being bet up, especially as he's going to be the number one. Like he's going to be the number one target in this offense. And I think what gets underrated with receivers, as I mentioned with Robert Woods and Christian Kirk and Alan Lazard, none of those guys are world beaters. None of those guys are Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson, but they're under bet because people are not factoring in just sheer volume. Like these are going to be volume receivers. Maybe they're not as talented as a Devontae Adams and the sexier guys at the top that you'd want to bet the overs on, but the volume is so critical in receiving props and target share and how often you're, you know, how often you're even on the football field in two wide receiver sets versus three wide receiver sets. And I think focusing in on guys that got paid big money this offseason or projected as number one receivers and offenses where, you know, I think every, you know, I was doing some of the um, looking at last year, 31 receivers last year eclipsed 900 receiving yards. And like FanDuel doesn't even have that many going over 900. Like the offenses are pushing and pushing you know, receivers to go over these props. And like 39 had over six receiving touchdowns. So there's probably a lot of value on some of these overs, especially towards the bottom end when you're, when you're losing, you know, not looking at the sexy names. Speaking of sexy names, mm. an mm. under I like, and people are probably going to hate me for this, but I'm, 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 I'm putting an under on the triple crown. Cooper cup under 11 no. and a half receiving touchdowns. Austin, I like that. Because like you're that. going contrarian. No, yeah. I, I, I totally endorse it. I totally endorse it yeah. because people are going to say, hey, he's going to get the ball a ton. He was this great. He's Super Bowl MVP. Ba, 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 ba. First of all, all it takes is a couple of games and boom, he's on the shelf. Yeah. You throw in a couple of yeah. new toys for the Rams and Sean McVay to throw the football to. Yeah. You know what? Games are, teams are going to say, hey, two guys, Cooper Cup all the time. Let older guys go and beat us. I'm and, with you, dude. I'm with you. And yeah. I think, and I think the other thing I'll mention there is, in addition to like just how difficult it is to score 12 touchdowns in the NFL, as good as Cooper Cup is, they're gonna focus literally more targets to Allen Robinson in the red zone. Watching the red zone offense work in training camp this offseason, they want mm-hmm. Robinson there. They want to throw jump balls to him. They want to funnel balls to them. And they just did not. They did not have that guy in the red zone last year. And Cooper Cup was obviously that. And I think Higby plays more of a presence. I know that's someone that they're super excited that feels 100% healthy in training camp as well. So Tyler Higby, Allen Robinson, I think do steal some of those touchdowns away, specifically in the red zone, enough to bet the under on the highest receiving touchdowns prop that FanDuel offers, right? Cooper Cup is the highest at 11 and a half. And I think that that under at minus 112 on FanDuel is one I'll lean. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I, I the question I have for you guys, I mean, his receiving prop is at 1,275 yards. When you look at Cooper Cup's career, I mean, his last, I mean, his last season with 1,947 yards is a bit of an aberration. I mean, this guy's played five years in the league and he hasn't gone over 1,100 yards. Um, he's only gone over 1,100 yards twice. So um, would you guys go under on that receiving prop or would you go over? I, I lean under as well. And that's another one where I think that you're getting it just so high on the public on the public side of things and so much human achievement that it's, it's a position where volume isn't nearly as guaranteed as running back. It's not like what I was saying, where 
if Jonathan Taylor is healthy for 17 games, he clears that number. For this, it, 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 volume is going to be more inconsistent because you're not being fed the football as like the lone back. Okay. So, I mean, the biggest question I have, look, I mean, I went digging for, I mean, obviously Tyreek Hill leaves Kansas City and somebody's got to step up. So I was on FanDuel today and I was looking for some props on, on Kansas City receivers. Um, look, you got Juju Smith-Schuster. You got Marcus Valdez-Scam. You got McCole Hartman. Um, you got all, all of these guys in this lineup. I mean, there's no props available. So who's the guy in Kansas City that you guys are looking for to have a big year? Obviously, you got Patrick Mahomes passing to these guys, and Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks. We didn't address him in our quarterback segment, but who's the guy that you're looking for to, to boom? And who are, who are some of the guys that you just don't see performing that well this year? From Kansas I City? can't go near Juju Smith-Schuster props. I can't. The, the guy, he's another one of these guys that gets hurt all the time, has not lived up to the billing from when he first came into the league. I'm not going near Juju Smith-Schuster. Kelsey's obvious because you figure, all right, Travis Kelsey's going to get his. I fully expect that he's one of those guys that will feast, that will eat. Um, I kind of like McCall Hardman, to be honest with you guys. If there was one guy I was going to get on from a Kansas City standpoint, McCall Hardman. I think if FanDuel offered more props on their receivers, I would probably lean like an underrated guy that no one's talking about. Like not Marcus Valdez-Scantling, not even Sky Moore, not Chase Mooster, like probably like Justin Watson. Like Justin Watson, I think, has had a really good preseason. And a lot of the reports out of camp are that like, oh man, he could be the Chiefs guy. I think without Tyreek Hill, this offense is going to be spread so thin that if you can find a Justin Watson line at like 300 and a half or 350 and a half, I think that would be the receiver I'm targeting. Because I think everyone else, Going back to human achievement, going back to what people watch, people want to root for Patrick Mahomes. People want to root for a, you know, a, a passing attack in Kansas City, and they're going to hit the sexy name first. You know, Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hartman, guys that are expected to start and be players in this offense, and obviously Travis Kelsey, who I think his problem is at 10, 50 and a half. I'd probably stay away from it because it's just so high for a tight end that's only getting you know, a little bit older. I would look for Fandle late in the game, maybe after this last flight of preseason games, throwing up with Justin Watson or maybe a Blake Belldozer uh, Fandle prop. And if you're looking to bet some of those low end stuff. Okay. Um, are we looking at Clyde Edwards Hilaire props or anything like that? I mean, obviously, I mean, this offense is completely different with, without Tyree Hill. So are we looking, how are we looking for Clyde Edwards Hilaire? And how are we looking for Patrick Holmes? Are we going over, under, touchdowns? I, the people really want to know this. I think this is this is big going into the season. I, if I were looking at Mahomes passing touchdowns and passing yards, I'd be going under. I think he's ranked third in, in FanDuel's prop lines right now in terms of the most passing yards. And I just think it's going to be spread thin enough to where he's not having a 46, 4,700-yard passing season. And for Clyde Edwards-Solaire, it's another guy that I'm leaning under. So I don't even think he is, his rotation in the offense is – is guaranteed his rushing prop is set at 650 and a half rushing touchdowns at four and a half maybe you bet the over there because it's going to be an offense that's in the red zone often but we know how much they like this kid out of Rutgers Isaiah Pacheco who's got more juice than Clyde Edwards Lair they also like the veteran Jerick McKinnon so I think it's going to be a rotation of backs and again just keep going back to why I'm betting unders for Chiefs players is just I think it's going to be a thin offense it's not going to be it's it's going to be spread very you know widely and not a lot of focus to any one player I think the player that will get the most focus share will be Travis Kelsey. And I already think his line is priced that way. Yeah, I can't go anywhere near Clyde Edwards-Hilaire props. That's number one. Um, <laughs> I just can't do it. Gut feel on Mahomes. Hey, betting against this guy. Because now you're giving yeah. him something to prove. Now you're putting a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. 
So I'm not going to necessarily do it. Um, I feel better about the under with touchdowns than I do with yards. Because I just feel like he's going to eat a ton between the 20s. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's going to eat a ton between the 20s. Where I think you see Kansas City change their offense a little bit. Maybe they're running a little bit more inside the red zone. Maybe they're running a little bit more inside the goal line. So I, I, I'm i going to stay clear. I would not be shocked if Mahomes threw for like 28, 29 touchdowns and threw for 4,900 yards. That really would not shock me. Yeah, that, that, that I, I totally agree with that. So before we wrap this up, do any of you guys have any philosophies on defensive props? Or is that a market <laughs> that you guys attack? I, I know you have a philosophy on this. God bless Austin. I do I not. Have, <laughs> I have a philosophy, and 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 the high level philosophy is stay the hell away. Oh, like, there don't, you go. That's don't, the spirit. Don't, there you go. Betting sacks are one of the noisiest stats in the NFL. They're sexy, and they're one of the few stats defensively, in, in addition to interceptions, that gets like coveted on that side when you're looking at defensive player of the year you know, awards and those things. And the best pass rushers in the NFL don't consistently sack players, and that in my opinion, is why avoiding super juice lines like TJ Watt at plus 650 to lead the NFL in sacks or going over his Mark Cleomax at nine and a half sacks. That's insane. Like, it's insane to be betting either side of that because Cleomax could rank 20th in the NFL in total pressures next year and and still rank like fifth in sacks because of how noisy that stat is and, and how you know, different you know, players are finishing and how the NFL credits half sacks. If Mac gets there first, but Bosa's there to clean it up, it's only a half sack. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And the same could be said for interceptions. Interceptions, I'm not betting who leads the NFL in interceptions. I don't think FanDuel even offers that prop because it's so hard to price. It's so difficult to price who's going to lead the NFL in interceptions because it's such an inconsistent volume you know, um, statistic. And that you have to guarantee that this person is getting targeted a lot. And you have to guarantee that they're in certain coverages, specifically zone. Zone coverages, you're getting more interceptions. Or you have a man-child like Trayvon Diggs that is getting beat to a pulp on some plays, led the NFL in yards allowed in coverage, but also led the NFL in picks. So don't bet either of those. If you want to bet defense, because you're a defensive-minded guy, maybe you're a defensive coach or something, bet tackles. Tackles, you can look at projected snaps. You can look at um, you know, how often the player is expected to play, how good is their defensive line in front. And if you're looking to bet like over 95 and a half tackles and stuff like that, stuff that is closer to rushing yards in that, you know, if the starting linebacker for the Green Bay Packers plays all 17 games, so say Quay Walker, the rookie out of Georgia, he's going to rack up tackles. Like it's hard to do. Same with a running back starting 17 games. It's hard to be more inefficient than where these lines are kind of priced. So if you are looking to bet defensive props, I'd lean tackles, stay the hell away from sacks, stay the hell away from picks. I don't, I don't think there's a lot of value in those lines. Well, that's it for the Ringer Gambling Podcast. We got Austin Gale. We got JJ. We got yours truly, Raheem Palmer. Check us out every week, Ringer Gambling Podcast. And y'all know how it's going down. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... 
once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.